I will say hello, everybody, and happy Porter's Day. If you are a Speculate fan of uh, some time, some number of months, you will remember Porter's Day as a holiday that we invented in the case of the Cindered Seal when we were playing Blades in the Dark by John Harper uh, and decided that it would be fun to have this be the organizing principle we use for strange friends winter holiday slash end of Gregorian year holiday shenanigans. So I am tonight's host and stage manager, Mike. I publish as Michael R. Underwood, uh, he, him pronouns for me. And now I'm going to real quick ask Brandon to say hello so that I can make sure that we're actually getting audio from Zoom. Hello, testing one, two, three. Hi, everybody. Uh, It's me, Brandon O'Brien. I hope that you can hear me. I am not GMing a thing this time. Yay, good for me. My brain is actually kind of mush this week, so it would have been very difficult for me to run a thing, but I am very excited to play a thing um, with Mike at the helm, because Mike is rad, and I always trust Mike's judgment. Uh, I am a poet, writer, and game designer from Trinidad and Tobago, and one-third of the co-hosts of Speculate, alongside Mike, and our good friend Gregory A. Wilson, who is not here, but in, is here in spirit like uh, the Ghost of Christmas Present. And yeah, I am here to enjoy some Porter's Day enjoyment with my with my strange friends without having to pour over a rulebook this time. I just get to throw dice like everybody else. Okay, great. Uh, Yoi, if you'd like to go next. Hello, I had a struggle with the unmute button, but now perhaps you can hear me as well. I am Yoi Gawain Lin. I am another one of the strange friends. I have a mug of hot water and I am very pleased about it. Uh, I am also a game and fiction writer with he and they pronouns. I think that's everything I need to disclose. <laughs> okay, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about our characters in just a minute. Yes. <laughs> I was wondering when the... Uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll come back to that. Yuri. Happy time zone chat. Kusno Yuri, I am one of those they-thems. I am a writer, a general shit poster, a lifestyle guru, and I am here for some lasers and feelings. Brilliant. Valerie Valdez, the, the last and... Uh, most Valerie member of the Strange Friends is uh, currently spending Porter's Day with her family, which is a very good thing to do on Porter's Day, but it means that she's not able to join us for these festivities. However, you can find Valerie's work at ValerieValdez.com and or CandleAndSunshine.com. Uh, Valerie writes, found family space operas. They're super cool. You should absolutely buy them. There's three of them out in the Ava Innocente series, starting with Chilling Effect. And if you go to her website, you can probably find some information about her next upcoming book about which I am jazzed because I'm reading the third one. And when I'm done with that one, I will need more Valerie Valdez fiction in my life as you do, all of you, even Valerie, because then that's motivation for her to write more. Tonight, we are going to be playing Lasers and Feelings, which is a wonderful one-page science fiction RPG by John Harper, who you may recognize as the designer of Blades in the Dark, because uh, they contain multitudes. He will give us a game about being gritty, morally gray scoundrels in a haunted industrial city, and then also a game based uh, or uh, inspired by a fun and goofy romantic song by the Double Clicks. So in Lasers and Feelings, we have kind of science fiction characters in the mold of something like Lost in Space, or I think especially the original series Star Trek. And characters have one statistic. It is their number, where they fall on a chart from lasers 
to feelings. If your number is higher, then you are better at lasers because uh, if you do lasers, you want to roll under your number. And if you want to do feelings, then your higher your number is, the harder it is to succeed by following feelings because feelings get big and lasers is scientific and reduces things to small numbers. And that's how I'm going to try and keep track of which is which tonight. So the other thing we're going to do is we're going to design our spaceship. So I am going to go back to itch.io. Can introduce our characters? Yeah, as I go and find my lasers and feelings PDF, we can go around the table again, and folks can introduce their your characters, and then I will get the roll twenty up and roll uh, up and going. Uh, starting with, again with Brandon. I should unmute again. Hello, hi everybody. <laughs> I am playing a character that no one should have given me the the wherewithal to actually create because it's just a pile of references that only a handful of people on Earth will get. But I am playing Luna February, a hotshot explorer who wants to befriend everyone in the universe. And if you don't watch Kamen Rider Forze, you have no idea what that means, which is why you should watch Kamen Rider Forze. But yes, and my number is three, because I'm still very feelings heavy, but I needed to make sure that I at least knew how to operate one machine. Great. So we're going to go continue our character introductions with Yoi. Hello. So I am playing an android pilot named Rec, which is short for Reconnaissance Model 588. Her number is five. So maximum lasers, minimum feelings. Um, I think we'll stick with that. <laughs> okay. And Iori. I am playing Deep Wave, an alien explorer on a quest to find the best cocktail in the galaxy. Deep Wave has a rating of two? Very, very feelings. The only machine that they can really use is a martini shaker. That That's very good. And it feels like a... No, like, I'm trying to figure out the degree to which that's a callback to a Cat Holly line. <laughs> what was that one? My entire life is structured around never holding anything heavier than a champagne flute. Yes, I believe that that was the case. And it was so good that I went to incredible depths, uh, incredible lengths to talk about how great of a line it was. So we should figure out some things about our spaceship, including what's, what our spaceship's name is, because I don't think it's the Raptor. As the Partridge. Partridge. <laughs> okay. He brings the holiday spirit. Mm -hmm. I'm very festive. <laughs> uh, and also I... establishing that the strange friends are just always surrounded by birds. Uh-huh. Yes. Seems, that's not my fault. Seems accurate. So, for our ship, our ship can be fast, nimble, well-armed, have powerful shields, superior sensors, a cloaking device and or fighter craft. We get two of those. What two cool strengths should our spaceship have? I think we stole this would spaceship, definitely be right? useful. <laughs> oh, we completely stole this baby. <laughs> if she's stolen, she's definitely fast. <laughs> yeah, I feel mm -hmm. like if we stole it, it is fast. <laughs> I'm going to come back to the stealing the spaceship here in a moment. The ship is fast. Is it 
fast and nimble, fast and well-armed, fast with powerful shields, fast with superior sensors, fast with a cloaking device, or fast with fighter craft? I, I mean, one of the questions we should probably qualify at this point is... Where we stole it from, because mm. if this is a cop ship... <laughs> yeah. You have to tell us if have... it's a cop ship? Because fundamentally, we need to answer two questions. Are we the kinds of people? Are we the kinds of people who typically get in in fights? And if we're not, is that because the ship is not equipped to do so, or because the ship is very equipped to do so, and we don't want to kill anybody? I think we're not emotionally equipped to be in that many fights. <laughs> mm-hmm. I am looking a very at the composition simple... of this group. I'm a very simple android. If I see something that I can fly, I will fly it. So I think that's why we stole it. Because we needed to get somewhere, and it just so happened to be in my range of view. Mm-hmm. And I went, ah, well, we there we go. We also, at the moment, needed to get out of somewhere. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe that's because we did agree that Luna was the one who got us out of jail. Somehow. Maybe we got the partridge when, we broke, when Luna broke us out of jail. Mm-hmm. I do imagine if I had to break you out of jail, I had no other vehicle to do so. I still haven't figured out if I was also in jail, which mm. stands to reason, because I have no reason to break people out of jail unless I was also in jail. I think that's probably where you befriended us. Yeah. I mean, so- what else can you do in jail but befriend all of your fellow prisoners? Mm. Yeah. I think you absolutely offered Deep Wave some of your nutritional slurry. Mm-hmm. That means it's probably actually a cop ship. Oh my god. This is actually terrible mm-hmm. for us. Because it means that no one actually likes seeing us when they have no idea who we are. Because they think but we're the cops. It means people are trying to give us a really wide berth. Hmm. Yep. Yeah. Also, one of us must like soda, so maybe we just poured enough soda all over it that it doesn't look like a cop ship anymore. Right, because if you leave it looking like a cop ship, then you get the intimidation factor, but also people not wanting to see you. Mm-hmm. If you repaint it, yeah, some people nothing a little paint can't fix. Some people will still see it as a cop ship because they'll think it's like uh, an unlabeled ship, and then the cops it's will the really want to take it back. <laughs> the space cops will really want it back. So, this is the case that I want to make. I think we are fast with superior sensors. Mm. And I think, what I, I think what I specifically mean by that is, we went out of our way to ensure that even though there are still, like, physically guns on our ship, none of them fire, because we just replaced them with mm. the ability to, like, increase our capacity for... Uh, subspace radar simply so we never have to get in a fight again hoping that if we had to get in a fight people would be like oh it's a cop vehicle and it still has all its guns maybe we shouldn't fight them but we've never fired them because they don't fire so is that fast and superior sensors mm-hmm. i like the, that the argument that i'm willing i to think make. that this ship was also previously used to enforce it like interstellar speed limit violations okay sure especially mm-hmm. near the end of the month when people had to make some overtime mm. are so you aware that you were doing why the, i have an idea for why the cops might not want this ship back uh-huh. it does have a problem of some sort yes it is a janky piece of shit <laughs> Well, no, it's not a janky piece of shit because it's fast with superior sensors now. But 
deep wave weren't you arrested previously for public indecency and don't cops not like it when you draw dicks on their cars so maybe so maybe we festively just have the space equivalent of dick butt on our car (laughs) yeah Mm. yes you know i can see that Deep Wave is 163 cycles according to their planet's rotational cycle, but in Earth terms, that's about 43, 45? Deep Wave is absolutely in the midst of their midlife crisis. Fair. So do we have, like, the alien equivalent of, like, the Vitruvian Man just, like, (laughs) decaled all over this ship? So we're zooming by and everyone's like, oh, is that an academic ship with very, very interesting, like, <laughs> with very interesting ideas of decor? Oh, they must be tutors for anatomy or something. Mm-hmm. Just We've barely straddling the line. As an artist ship. We mm-hmm. have, like, buzzed past a colony and they've went, Space Georgia O'Keefe? Also, if we put the alien equivalent of the Vitruvian Man on the ship, then we can literally do streaking. Yes. So, um, the partridge so, is a masterpiece of obscenity, but it also has, like, a general functional problem as well. Right. Like, it, mm-hmm. I could imagine that the problem is extremely illegal or extremely <laughs> wanted, but you could also have something else. And then we wouldn't focus as much on ex- how extremely wanted you are. You would just still be really wanted. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I think Fuel Hog and Horrible Circuit Breakers are the ones that are most likely to be funny. I Does think anyone have a preference, cir- though? I think Horrible Circuit Breakers makes sense because if we literally stripped out all of the guns... And yeah, we fucked something up, didn't we? we? We fucked something up because I think the person with the highest lasers stat is B, and I'm not the mechanic, I'm the pilot. <laughs> So okay. I knew enough to like keep the the car functional, but not enough to like keep the windshield wipers from bursting into flames every now and again. So this, so to speak, if we go with horrible circuit breakers, I will I will set a challenge for you all, which is that when the ship gets damaged, I'm going to give you a countdown, and then I want everyone to do a Star Trek like shake being tossed. <laughs> And if you all go the same direction, you'll get some kind of bonus. I saw this coming in my head, you know. You started speaking, and I immediately knew, this is what Mike is going to ask us to do. Are we willing to embarrass ourselves live? Of course we are. Because we play games together a lot. (laughs) This sounds beautiful. Okay. All right. Do we get bonus points if we dab when we do it? If you can sell me on you being thrown about the the bridge and you're dabbing while you do it, then yeah, I will uh, I will come up with some additional different strange bonus. This game is very loose mechanically. You're playing as Harper intended. Right. Play your characters and your ship like it's stolen. Yeah. Okay. I'm an android. I stole myself. So. Beautiful. And so how many other people are on the ship besides the three of you? Is this like a larger 
prison break? Did you pick up some crew at some point? I feel like Luna very well may have insisted on bringing a couple other friends. I think I've asked one other person to be on board. Like, I've, I've reached out to other people, and they're like, yes, we are friends and all. I like this idea, but uh, your ship doesn't meet OSHA regulations, and I do not feel comfortable being on it. And I've, I've since respected their decision, so I think we only have one other person on board. I make a case for a prison guard that Luna managed to sway with the power of friendship onto the ship with us. Because in every single campaign, there is always one hapless NPC who gets dragged along with the party and is never allowed to leave. Mm. Yeah, so we need one of those. They are our token order Muppet. Okay. Brandon, what's this guard's name? This guard's name is Shelly. And what are Shelly's pronouns? Uh, she, her. And I have an important question for us. How preposterous is our kind of biological ecosystem in space science fiction? Do we have like mostly prosthetic nose ridge aliens? Do we have like, this planet is full of armadillo people? Do we have like something that's like way more out there where they're like, oh yeah, there's, there's a, like the... The like the kind of the majority of the space truckers are all their cephalopods from Delta Five. Like how how how? Oh, space truckers one hundred percent have tentacles to handle that stick shift. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, there also, be a for reference, Wave looks like a little goblin and has very big triangle ears, okay. and is probably only about like meter and a half tall. All important things for me to know. I am a small and terrible creature. Okay. I'm curious, how did uh, Wreck and Deepwave meet? We were in jail. Okay, so you, you met in jail. I think Jason Sells. Yeah. What, yeah. Um, what was Wreck in jail for? Wreck, being a reconnaissance drone, is ordered to always land a craft. So Wreck is not allowed to crash things. But the circumstances under which Wreck must always land a craft were not specified very well. So one time Wreck landed a craft in eight separate pieces, and nobody lived. And Rec did not see a problem with this because somehow the ethics board missed out on that chunk. So then they were like, we will send this one to jail for reprogramming and rehabilitation. So I'm guessing the reprogramming didn't stick? No. Because, as the ancient Tibetan philosophy states, when God gives you lemons, you find a new god. So Wreck has stayed in one piece. Okay. I kind of feel like we could just go for another hour doing this fun science fiction idle dreaming, and that would be fine. Um, but I, I do have a bit of plot, and we'll see how much of it we actually do, because mostly we're here to have a good time. So I think, you know, that was all the, like, pre-title, um, pre-title thing, and... With Shelly on board and the, you know, the four of you on the kind of the, the small bridge of the partridge, you kind of jump into hyperspeed because we're not using warp because that's uh, a Star Trek thing. And we go to our title card and a song that sounds a little bit, but not exactly like, Whoa! and then when we come back, you are at the edge of the Karos system, 
and you know that Keros Theta 2 is an inhabited planet, and you sensed some uh, exceptionally anomalous atmospheric readings from Karos Theta 2 as soon as you came into the system. I'm curious, what are y'all planning to do as your overall, like, vibe? Are you going to be space pirates? Are you going to be space truckers? Are you going to be smugglers? Are you still figuring that out? Deep Wave is honestly just here for a good time. Deep Wave is having the spring break that they didn't get in Alien University. Hmm. What did um, Deep Wave major in in Alien University? Interplanetary economics. On a range from, let's say, a rowdy DSA meeting to The Economist, how left to right was that economics program? The economics program was aggressively, infuriatingly centrist and attempted to insert both sides into issues that don't have both sides. Okay, so the uh, the chapters on like unionization and labor rights talk about how labor how um, it's unfair to the bosses, yeah, right. And um, you know, the one of the dangers of labor unions is that it can get in between, it can get in the way of a healthy work environment. Mm-hmm. Solidarity to all of the folks at Starbucks, various Starbucks that are striking right now. Three cheers for Walmart someday unionizing. You could right. break the entire United States. Do it. Do it. <laughs> Let's not forget Am the Am I allowed CP. to say that on Twitch? <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out. I'm also sometimes I think about what that what the rail strike would have been like. How much better those rail workers' lives could be if they were not being interfered with in doing such things. Anyway, that's a separate well we're all, we're always going to kind of come back to like mm-hmm. shit talking capitalism if this mm-hmm. group of people are in a room and if I'm GMing, so that you know we've checked that's that. what we signed up for, Mike. Right, uh, it's true. When we were discussing what to play, Brandon said Mike or I need to figure out the most anti-capitalist thing that we can do on short notice for this weekend. I think I asked if we could like Christmas Carol a CEO. <laughs> There was some discussion of that. Um, we threw back and forth some options for like modern day heist uh, games that we could play. But for this, we will get kind of holiday themed adventure without having to necessarily be as much dealing with, let's say, Earth bullshit. I want as much as possible. Yeah. So, Keros Theta Two is a short sublight um, trip away, and you um, you see in your sensors that there is another. I would say bigger than you, but not twice as big as you spaceship in orbit around Keros Theta 2. Can I glean anything about its potential purpose from its design? That's a good question. I think to to get more information, to be able to, to make an assessment, you will need to get closer, and that will put you in danger of being noticed by that, by that ship. But you can certainly make a roll. I'm just going to tell you like what it's going to take. Mm-hmm. Pilot Wreck, what do our superior senses tell us? Our most magnificent GM, what do our <laughs> superior senses tell us? <laughs> so you you got the size, you can tell that it is also a hyperspeed uh hyperspeed capable ship. But as with um as with Luna, to get more information you need to get closer. And so it's gonna be a push pull. I think with a great role right now you could get information without having to get closer. But you probably need to get two successes and not just one. Mm-hmm. 
if we literally just broke out of jail, mm-hmm. I think, well, I don't think we could have just broken out of jail if we also, unless we literally just broke out of jail and then ripped out all the guns while we were escaping from jail. Yeah. Is it like two weeks to a month after and you've been kind of laying low in various shadow ports in kind of the, the rough and tumble neutral parts of the, uh, the galaxy? Various hives of scum and villainy. Mostly making money by being either space uh, smugglers or space taxis. Also by selling the guns that we took out of the ship. That would set you up for a while. Did require doing some business with some some fairly unscrupulous space capitalists, however. Unfortunately, that's all that one can do. Although, to be fair, we didn't sell the guns. We sold everything inside the guns. The shape of the guns are still there. All of the things that actually make guns do gun things is now gone. We parched them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there's been absolutely no negative effects on the integrity of your ship's uh, circuitry. None whatsoever. Definitely yeah, of course not. not. Um, okay. it, didn't hurt, it didn't hurt us at all, but only one of us is an expert mechanic. So, is somebody uh, want to make a roll? Yes. Uh, I- yes. I think I will say that because we haven't been on this ship for an extended period of time to the mm-hmm. point where we probably would get really familiar with it, mm-hmm. Rec is going to attempt using the sensors from a distance just to see like what they can actually pick up and what they can actually do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because there's no point to... getting close and then realizing you have the Hubble telescope. Sure. I am going to help. Right. So when you, if you want to help someone else who's rolling, say how you um, you try to help and make a roll. If you succeed, give them plus one D. So for Luna, are you prepared to do this kind of assistance? And tell me what kind of how you are making this easier for Rec. Essentially, because of all of the cannibalism that we have done to the ship, (laughs) activating some of our senses requires a level of preparation. Suffice it to say that every once in a while, some of our sensors are not pointing in the right direction and need to be recalibrated in order to do the thing, which is actually a very long and involved process and becomes longer if you don't want to actually go outside in space and adjust those uh, sensors by hand yourself, which I am not doing because I am not a fool. Um, Well, not that much of a fool, but still. So I am attempting to adjust those sensors to see if you could get a better read of either the ship or what immediate landmass immediately below it as it is presently in orbit, we might be able to get any information about what is there as well. Okay, yeah, I think that makes sense. Are you an expert at this type of work? I am not. Do you think you're prepared to do this kind of work, either by Um, orienting, uh, familiarizing yourself with the systems or some other reason? I think having spent several months only on this ship has made me a little bit more accustomed to doing these things in particular. Sure. If it's only the four of you on the ship, you kind of all had to do almost everything, right? Mm-hmm. So that would mean that With you're... varying levels of competence. Sure. So I think that means you'll be rolling two dice. Mm-hmm. And do you think this is lasers or feelings? <laughs> this is unfortunately lasers. Yeah, because if I think if you were doing it yourself, you might be able to do feelings and like go off of vibes. But if you're helping wreck, maybe it's harder to grant assistance uh, 
by vibes. I think with any of these roles, you get to tell me which one you think it is. And if I give you this kind of a look, we'll have a conversation. (laughs) For the audio listeners, this kind of look is me kind of squinting with disbelief. Mm -hmm. Can't feelings everything, unfortunately. So let's roll to the six. Ooh, one of those was a one. Okay, so uh, with a one and a six, that is one success, uh, because that is one thing under your number of three. And when you get a partial success, you do the thing, but there's also a complication. And I think the complication is that Luna, because you're not as experienced, you're able to boost the sensors for Wreck, um, but you also basically send out a ping that that other ship is going to be able to detect, but not immediately. Mm-hmm. But now, Wreck, you have some assistance, and you're going to get plus one die on your roll. Wreck, uh, okay. I have good news and bad news. So, Wreck, are you an expert at this type of thing? I would like to think so, because yeah, I was literally built to be a pilot. <laughs> Great. So that's uh, two dice, because you always start with one die, because... Mm-hmm. You have a chance at being lucky. Were you prepared mm-hmm. to do this kind of work? I think so, because I was in the pilot seat. I saw the thing coming mm-hmm. and decided, okay, I'm going to do the thing that I was built to do. This Great. should not be difficult. So that's three dice plus one from Luna. So you'll get to roll four dice. D6. Yep. And what is your number? And do you see this as lasers or feelings? My number is five. And I feel like this is definitely a lasers thing. I am operating equipment. I am being good at operating equipment. I myself am equipment built to run this equipment. Right. And you're lo- like it sounds like you're looking for specific objective data rather than vibes. Mm-hmm. I don't know what vibes are. All right. I Go- do not care either. <laughs> care not for vibes? Care not for vibes. Okay. Uh, I think it's going to be easier to read those numbers if we're in light mode. So I've switched that. Go ahead and give me a 4d6 roll. 4d6 roll. That's a five, a two, a five, and a five. Okay. So the two is a success. And when you roll your number, you get laser feelings. Oh. So when you get laser feelings, if you roll your number exactly, you have laser feelings. You get a special insight in. Hang on. Did, would the multiple fives make that a crit laser feelings? Like double crit or something? A roll of laser feelings does count as a success, so that is going to be a critical, and you're going to get the laser feelings bonus. So the questions, so you don't have to only ask these questions, but these are some good questions as options. These are kind of powered by the apocalypse kinds of questions. What are they really feeling? Who's behind this? How could I get them to X? What should I be on the lookout for? What's the best way to X? What's really going on here? But again, Yoi, you can pick a different question if you would like. I think because this is still a data read, what's really going on here fits quite well Mm -hmm. because it is a numerical description of the situation. Sure. But from there, one can extrapolate and that can be the laser feelings part. Okay. Yeah. So is that like what's really going on here? Yeah. So I think the yeah the question I would like to answer is what's really going on here. So maybe based on, I don't know, the speed of the orbit or like the way the thrusters are pointing or some other type yeah. of thing or the particular landmass the ship is pointed at, the make of the ship, I get a feeling. 
Yeah, so... Of what the ship is here for. <laughs> you kind of check a, a broad, like kind of a broad spectrum analysis using your superior sensors. And you notice that there are some oddly ionized particles clinging to the hull of the ship, which is slightly burned. Like some of the, the steel plating is carbonized. And this type of ionization is consistent with a anomalous reaction with, uh, with atmosphere, uh, with a planetary atmosphere. So you intuit from this that this spaceship has been in an atmosphere recently. There was a, a fairly large chemical or other reaction between the makeup of the ship or something ship, the ship was doing, maybe it's shields, and the atmosphere of the planet. Because you got a critical, you're able to very quickly compare what you see on that ship to the atmosphere of Kairos Theta 2 and you can t- you, know, you can be certain that this ship was in the atmosphere of this planet or something with an atmospheric makeup that is nearly identical which does not exist elsewhere in this system mm-hmm. and does the ship look like it is leaving it was leaving and then stopped in orbit or did it just kind of overshoot where it was coming from and like dipped in and was like oh no i didn't mean to go there and it- then kind of backed out a little it is parked in orbit like it means to be here for some time. It's close enough to send down like away ships um, or to do planetary teleportation if they have that technology. And their weapons are not active, but this is a ship that is armed. And they are positioned in a way that they're not all the way tucked behind like a sensor shadow, but they are trying to it. It, it seems like they're maybe trying to be sneaky. And the, sh- the type of ship is a, so colloquially, these are known as dingoes because these are kind of on the, on the small end of a freighter, but they are, they're both fast and well-armed. So they're good scavenger ships. I click onto the intercom and I relay this information to everybody on the ship. And for everybody on the ship, they are used to this. It sounds like there is a douchebag who is talking to them and informing them of the situation at hand. And everyone feels slightly diminished. (laughs) Now, Mike, Deep Wave has never been to Kairos Theta 2. Deep Wave has spent a couple weeks on Kairos Theta 1. Does this in any way equip them to know things or even intuit things about Kairos Theta 2. So what you hear, um, what you heard at a bar on Kairos Theta 1 was that the folk, the uh, the kind of, the people of Kairos Theta 2 have only been there for a couple of generations. They kind of um, emigrated there from from another planet. But the, the group that went to Kairos Theta 2 was like very peaceful and chill and focused on kind of interdependence and community building. And so they are very much in the, like they do interplanetary trade, but not a lot because they're largely fair. They're largely self-sufficient and they try to stay off of people's radars because they're not armed. And really they just want to do their own thing. Uh, And so most of the, like the kind of, if people are coming to the, the Karos uh, Theta system, they're going to Karos Theta 1. A vibe I respect. 
But after a little bit of you know analysis and communication, you get a hail from uh, that spaceship. Have we been hailed before, or have we managed miraculously to not be hailed? I think if you're stopping at space stations, you probably would need to communicate there. So you probably had the chance to operate the comms already. Mm-hmm. I think... The first time we were hailed established that um, Wreck is not the person you want talking <laughs> to somebody else, especially of the somebody else pilots a larger ship with guns. So I like to think that like the hail <laughs> like pings in the cockpit or something, and perhaps everybody or one designated speaking person just goes in a full sprint towards the cockpit. <laughs> to answer before Wreck can open the channel. I feel like that's supposed to be me. Um, I think we could also make Shelly do it. Now, it'd be mean to make Mike talk to himself, but <laughs> Shelly is logically the normal one. Um, that is true. I think Shelly... What's the excuse I can come up with for not having to talk to myself? <laughs> Laryngitis. Oh. Yeah, I think Shelly... has got space laryngitis. Yeah, Shelly is like curled up in a space blanket in the corner by the engineering console and says, mm-hmm. please don't make me talk to them. And then sips some tea. <laughs> oh, Rex made her a giant hot toddy. The mug is as big as her entire skull. Is Shelly human? Yes, Shelly is... Yes. Uh, Shelly is like 5'4" brown hair that when you met her was like super put together in a bun but now it's kind of become more horizontally levitated because like her hair's a little bit frizzy and y'all are still figuring out the sonic showers Mm -hmm. yes okay just mug the size of her whole skull honestly when it was full it was close to half of deep waves weight Mm. fortunately the the omni-gender bathroom is just right off of the, the bridge. Wreck clicks the ship comms again when Shelly's like, pained voice drifts in from the vent or something <laughs> from the engineering room and says, Call sign Deepwave and call sign Luna. Our designated speaker is weak. Will one of you open the comms? As apparently, I am not allowed to. Uh, I can take care of that. And I immediately start sprinting towards the bridge. All right. So you're able to get to the bridge, no problem. Uh, the, the, the comms have been ringing for the equivalent of like 15 seconds. So keep that in mind as you, as you answer and pick up. Mm-hmm. I will follow just to listen. <laughs> okay. I... Turn on the comm very, like, hurriedly try to straighten myself in front of the screen to make it look like I had not been running for, 10, for 15 seconds. Hi? Hi? Hi is how you greet the Majestic Three? Flagship of the stewards? Who is this? Hi, I'm Luna. I, we've never met before. I'm, ple- I'm pleased to make your acquaintance. I've never heard of the stewards before. Can you tell us more? Of the stewards and what their stewardship entails. What is your ship? Who are you? Who do you represent? This is the crew of the Partridge. We represent 
the crew of the Partridge and all things noble and friendly everywhere in the universe. Um, what do you represent? The stewards are a peacekeeping and exploration-oriented interspecies governmental organization dedicated to the life of all sentient beings. Um, I'm that fran- sounds rad. We're I'm into the same things too. Surprised that you haven't heard of us. I'm Steward Docent Jarsic. The High Steward is on the planet right now, overseeing the uh, crisis which has arisen for the poor people of Karas Theta Two. Crisis? What's happened here? Uh, there has been uh, an unfortunate uh, ripple effect in an environmental phenomenon which we observed as we were passing into the system, and unfortunately we were unable to reach the people of Kairos Theta 2 before this uh, phenomenon was able to become self-perpetuating, and so the High Steward is uh, coordinating the people on the planet in order to uh, deal with the situation. Your assistance is not needed. Not needed? Sure, perfectly understandable. But would it still be welcome? And you audibly hear like a breath of frustration from Stuart Dosen uh, Jarsic. I wish to see your visage on screen. And so like you're getting video now from a, it's hard to tell heights just on a view screen, but this person has like, has the vibes of, of, of someone who is as wide as they are tall with a very square head, kind of military buzz cut, like gray hair and like bushy eyebrows with like fairly fairly light skin and just impossibly white teeth. Off screen and I guess off the channel, Wreck does the android equivalent of rolling her eyes and says to Deep Wave, Great They've got people with personality. Deep Wave says why don't we invite him over for a Martian hard lemonade? I wish to see your visage. Thing to do. Partridge, activate your visual transmitters. What are the state of the Wait. cameras on the Partridge? I imagine the state of all of the cameras on the Partridge is terrible. At this They're point. fine. Does Luna know how? Because oh yeah, I know how. I just, sure doesn't. I know how. I also know that it's probably going to suck and it's probably going to look very terrible. So um, you're getting like 1440p video from them and you're sending 720. <laughs> 720 is better than what I was worried we would send. Um, it's just a little fuzzy. Well, we definitely have like a fake background behind us. Oh, it's okay. not our bridge. It looks like a beach. <laughs> oh yeah. We have to turn on we have to turn on the blur setting on the camera so they don't see that there are visible sparks coming from the walls behind us. <laughs> But yeah, I, I, I mildly adjust my pompadour as I uh, come up on screen. I'm a reconnaissance drone, so I deploy the holographic camo to create a beach mm. scenery behind Luna. So I'm just standing behind Luna looking like a beach scenery, and it's very convincing. Partridge, I see you have um, a very festive bridge. I hope that is not deleterious to operational capacity. Uh, no, this is just... This is just a, uh, uh, our bridge is presently, um, under Deep renovation. Deep kicks Luna. It, 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 it. Deep Wave just straight up kicks Luna in the shin with, it, it, they're very little fun. Ow, that hurt. Please explain your purpose for being in this system while we are conducting an important 
crisis management operation. We were just passing through, Tourism. just as you, for our own economic purposes, and then saw that you seemed to be in danger as a result of the deleterious effects of this, this territory's atmosphere on your own shields, and we're worried about you, and then you hailed us. If, this, if there is something threatening the people here, we would like to help. Your offer for assistance of our ship is... I will take it in the manner in which I believe you mean to offer it, which is kindness, but it is quite disrespectful, in fact, to the Majestic Three and our engineers, which keep it in incredible shape. Of course, and I mean no disrespect, but sometimes things happen, and we need to do what is necessary to help those in need whenever a potential tragedy occurs. It would be a shame if, on a day like this, your wonderful engineers are forced to have to deal with another issue that might affect the safety of your ship and those on board. So, Wreck, behind Stuart Docent Jarsic, you see some very interesting readouts on one of the Majestic Three's screens. They translate from kind of like space blocky text text language into necessarium uh, delivery three delayed. And you, and of course anybody on the ship, know that necessarium is the primary material used in the operation of hyperspace, uh, um, hyperspeed cores and drives. Am I the only one who saw that, or... I think did everybody else see that too? I think you may be the first to notice it. It's at about a seventy degree angle, but oh. your kind of your Android robotic senses are able to kind of recontextualize the like the extended or like Doppler affected um, characters and recontextualize them into the data that they actually are. Deep wave calls over Luna's shoulder. Hey, hey, we know you've got this like 100% under control, right? But the work goes faster with more hands. So, you know, we're being neighborly here. Okay. I think the Stuart docent just wants you to go away. And if you would like to kind of change that uh, relationship status quo, it's probably going to take a role. And I would like to roll feelings because I am making an, an overture of friendliness. Certainly. Are you an expert in this type of thing? Deep Wave is pretty good at making friends, yes. Great. Deep Wave has a great many friends in many bars across this galaxy. Do you think they are... And three others besides. ...prepared for this type of uh, negotiation slash kind of sway type activity? Expert, yes. Prepared, no. Okay. Because usually Deep Wave is at like closer range with a person when they're making friends. Okay, so that sounds like it's going to be 2D, and you're going for feelings, and your number is 2? Mm-hmm. Okay. Is there any way I can get an assist from Luna on this, given that Edit Luna has also been making overtures of friendliness? Mm-hmm. I would argue Certainly. that the entire conversation that we had up to this point was my attempt to do so. Yeah, so do you think Luna is an expert in that type of kind of that work and or prepared to do so? If Luna's um, not an expert in this, we're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> your entire goal yeah a lot of like i would say that like, everything that i do up to this point is constant expertise and preparedness and attempting to gain the trust of other people okay well then why don't you give me a 3d roll and this is feelings for you as well 
Mm-hmm. And your number is three, so you're looking for threes and up to then give Deep Wave a bonus. So that is one success. Since I established that one success on an assist adds a complication, I think what this means... Hang on. Three and up or... Uh, yeah, three enough is two. Mm-hmm. And so you just succeed, mm-hmm. no consequence. So deep wave, take plus one D. Thank you, okay, Yor. Okay, so that's three, six, three D6 from me, a three, a one, and a four. Okay. My okay. number was two. So that's two so successes. So I have two successes. Great. And I think what that will do is it will it will shift the, the steward docent from kind of demanding and a bit overbearing to neutral. And so you, you talk a little bit back and forth, Deep Wave gets into the conversation, and the steward docent says, very well, if you need to visit the surface or conduct some kind of business, we will allow it. It, As long as you are not interrupting our crisis response activities within the city. So I want to make sure of one thing, because my rule did include a three, which is my number. Ah, yes. So I want to know... If I can trust this person. No. The theme music for Speculate is Yellow Wood by Greg's band The Road. Find out more at www.thebandtheroad.com. Hi everyone. If you've enjoyed what we've been doing here on Speculate and you've been thinking to yourself, where can I get more role-playing in my life? Can I recommend arvanelleron.com, A-R-V-A-N-E-L-E-R-O-N.com, where you can check out the Curse of Strahd podcast. This, set in the world of Ravenloft, is a Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition campaign, which has been running for a long time with a similar group of players, and which has been both a lot of fun and I think you will find enjoyable. If you like it, please let us know both there and over here. You can subscribe to it on iTunes, Google Play Podcasts, and many other fine podcast providers. Thanks, and we'll see you over there.